I clicked on it earlier. I was like, oh my God, like this is why this challenge was created. Thank you for blessing us with that because she, she you knocked me off of my feet now, baby. I was like, holy smokes, you know. Thank you for joining uh, KTSE Avenue, uh, the podcast for your podcast. I don't even know what that means. But anyway, this is your boy, AC3 Savage, here with my main man, Marcus Sniffles. Uh, how's it going this week? Man, I'm just trying to make sure Patrick Mahomes gets into the Super Bowl. That's all I want. Because we already got to deal with Tom Brady. I'm... I, I'm sick. I, I used to think it was the Patriots that I disliked. No, because I didn't find I didn't receive any joy watching them lose all year. In fact, I almost found myself rooting for them. Maybe it was because of Cam Newton, but I was just like, I still wanted them to like be themselves. But the idea that Tom Brady left them and they missed the playoffs and he's going to the Super Bowl made me realize that I I hate. Tom Brady, and I'm pretty indifferent about the Patriots. So, now hate is a very strong Patrick, word. I need, I need Patrick Mahomes hate to do Tom this. Brady. Just his face, for the most part, his style of play. Uh, I don't think he's very—he's not very sportsmanlike. You know, he has a history of leaving the field early, not shaking the opposing quarterback's hands. Uh, he has some questionable dealings with the quote-unquote doctor that is keeping him young. Uh, he's got a ties to 45 that he didn't really have to answer for, you know, as far as like what's going on in, in the Capitol. A lot of media members aren't going to Tom Brady asking about, hey, a lot of people that went to this Capitol uh, <clears throat> have been seen wearing that same red hat that you had in your locker room. And nobody's asking them about that. No one's asking them to speak on that. So that's a red flag for me. And he's a cheater. He's been uh, suspended from the NFL. He's been suspended from NFL games. So, yeah, I don't like him. And I can definitely understand why a person wouldn't like him. I mean, I always attribute it to, in the 90s, believe it or not, I didn't really like the Bulls because they won too much. It's a lot different with Tom Brady because they cheated and been caught on several occasions. And then I know for you being a Colts fan and, you know, it's a it's one of your you guys' rivals, like of the two thousands at least, and maybe even into the two thousand tens. For me, it was kind of the same thing. I mean, you have New England, which when I think of New England, I think of Massachusetts, I think of Boston, I think of racism. Uh, he is a closet racist potentially. You know, he has the MAGA hat and what that represents. Um, and just cheating so much over the years. I mean, so many close games that always go their way. Taping hand signals, deflating balls, just weird stuff. Like, and they constantly did it. And so this year with him being with the Bucks, I didn't really hate it as much as I did with him and the Patriots. Uh, I'm kind of, I feel indifferent. I mean, I would have preferred for it to be the Packers, I guess, but. I mean, it, it didn't happen, and it kind of is what it is. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, they kind of built a makeshift team, an all-star team, and they're going to the freaking Super Bowl. It's crazy to me. 
But um, so one of the topics that we did want to talk about today that seems to be slowly growing on Twitter is, of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who was once perceived as the GOAT after the 2010-2011 Super Bowl win uh, versus Tom Brady. Uh, Some people will say that Aaron Rodgers has probably one of the best arms of all time as far as arm talent. Maybe not the strongest, but just the things that he could do and how accurate he is. Uh, with the ball. I was actually disappointed and I, I brought up that maybe we need to have this conversation again about whether or whether or not this guy's the GOAT. I mean, and, and the same can be thrown in with, with Breeze. He put up a hell of a lot of stats, but one Super Bowl win. And these are two teams that are constantly in the playoffs. Like, what is it? You know what I'm saying? I know off the air, we were kind of talking about the Jordan Love situation and tying it in with the Falcon stuff. But I just kind of feel like, I mean, that they need to invest in more weapons for him or or can he just not get it done? What are your thoughts on that? Like, like, do you still think that this guy, Aaron Rodgers, is the GOAT? Like, or or what's going on? Yeah, I he's still the best quarterback I've, uh, yeah, that I've seen from, like, start to finish play the game. I know there's, like, uh, you know, people want to throw Tom Brady in that discussion even like Peyton Manning but you know I, I just feel like if you took Tom Brady off of those Patriot teams and you put Aaron Rodgers in there they probably win more than six Super Bowls they probably don't lose those Super Bowls to the Giants they probably win their division a lot more they, they're a more successful team at the bare at the bare minimum they're still the same team you put Tom Brady on those Packers teams I'm not sure that Tom Brady elevates your team the way that Aaron Rodgers does and I say that I say that Aaron Rodgers elevates your team based on the things that he has been surrounded with on the field and off the field. So his coach, not this year, but the previous head coach, Mike McCarthy, is an offensive coach. So during the offensive meetings, you would think your head coach, who is an offensive, you know, play caller, would be in that meeting. He wouldn't be there. He wouldn't show up. He would be in his office getting a back massage. Like they would literally have a masseuse come to his office and he would, it's, and this isn't like speculation or rumors. This is like actual factual reported details that you can Google that you can find. Like Mike McCarthy had checked out. It was a miracle that Aaron Rodgers was able to get that one championship because there was so much incompetence around him that his level of play was able to elevate them to that level. And you, it's different, like, the GOAT conversations are always difficult to have because there is a lot of nuance in it. But where you go does kind of help determine what you're going to become. Like, Tom Brady was surrounded by a great defense, like elite defenses every year. He was surrounded by great play callers. He got, like, two great uh, Randy Moss years. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying Tom Brady is a bad quarterback, but if you're telling me I can have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, I'm going, I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's a better player. Like, if you're saying, like, oh, you can get Tom Brady and the Patriots and Bill Belichick, then sure, go ahead. But if you're just telling me I only get one of those two players, I want Aaron Rodgers. And I bet the Bucs would rather have Aaron Rodgers, too even though they just beat Aaron Rodgers, but they'd still take him. He's a better quarterback. 
I definitely agree. So it, it was a it was a portion of the game, and I just want to get your opinion on it. So we're gonna set this up exactly how it happened. It's under three minutes left. Inside, you're in the red zone. It's fourth down. You have potentially the greatest arm talent of a quarterback of all time in NFL history. And Matt LaFleur decides to kick a field goal. I don't know if he made the call or the special teams coach or I don't know who called it, but somebody decides to go for the field goal. What would you think about with that season on the line? You know, if you don't score here a touchdown with eight, it's over. You're going to hand the ball over to Tom Brady, who has done this countless of times. Why would you not go for the score there? What's your thoughts? I didn't think that call made any sense, honestly. Uh, I think if you had a – if you have a certain team, you could do that. Like, the Rams could have did that. That's what I was thinking. Because they have a good defense. The Packers, from – from the beginning of the game, like they gave up 21 points in the first first half. You can't come back at the end and say, oh, I'm going to trust my defense here. Your defense has proven to be untrustworthy. You, I, As a fan, I would rather win and lose with my best player having the ball. If I'm going to lose, I'd rather lose with Aaron Rodgers doing whatever he's got to do because he's the best player on that team, both sides of the ball. If he has it, he throws an interception, throws it incomplete. I'll live with that. That's he's my best player. I'm throwing it's gonna be him throwing it to Adams. I don't care who knows it. That's what we're gonna do. If it don't work, it don't work. I'm not I'm trusting not my defense. I'm, they're not trustworthy. Yeah, they're not trustworthy at all. They're not the defense of earlier years where they had a great pass rush or anything like that. I thought it was one of I'm gonna be honest, it's almost a fireable offense. Is is that bad? <laughs> Like, I, I wouldn't even blame it if, if they just said, you know what, we're going to go a different way because at that point, the season's on the line. Like, if you – it's do or die time. You you have this goat of a quarterback who can run it and pass it. Go for the touchdown. It, it just doesn't – it just doesn't make sense at all. But well, Okay, it, well, if – say say they kick the field goal. They made the field goal. The Buccaneers get the ball. They go three and out and the, the Packers are able to get the ball back, go down, score, two-point conversion, they win it in overtime. Or let's just say they get the game to overtime. Are you still saying fire the coach? Or is it is him getting fired based on the results or the, or the process? I think it's the process because I just think it was when you weigh the probability of things, it just didn't make sense. It's such a low chance that – I mean, of course, you, it's a high probability you're going to kick the field goal, you're going to make it. But to think that you're going to – go up against Tom Brady. And we've been watching him do this for 20 years. And you just think that you're going to be able to stop him. It's it's a weird decision. But I, I think it's a fireable offense for that reason. But we'll go ahead and tie this up, move on to something different. So this week, as, um, as we do know, <laughs> one of us spent a little time in Twitter jail. So, uh, oh wow, <laughs> and it's not just you. I've seen a bunch of people getting taken out the paint this week. Like, what what was going on with that man? Like, I've I read the tweet and it, it, it was no cursing in it. It, 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 I mean, it wasn't a hundred percent derogatory. Like, what the hell was going on? Okay, so I know. Okay, so I gotta, I guess I gotta go through a list. 
So the first time I got suspended, it was when uh, people were making, like people were talking about getting their stimulus checks, the second second round of stimulus checks. People were online talking about, oh, I got my stimulus check. I don't know how y'all do this nine to five shit. Like, oh, you know, we got the same 24 hours, steppy game up, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? You know how you can like make a list on Twitter and like put yeah. people's names in there. So I decided to make a list. And the list was called Niggas I Want to Rob. So, so everybody that put, <laughs> everybody that tweeted about getting their stimulus check, I would just add them to that list. And I guess someone saw it and got offended. And they're just like, nah, this is this guy is threatening me. Like, I feel endangered. So I got my account, you know, taken out to pay for, what was it, a week? I think it was a, a week. A week? I can't remember how long it was. It felt like forever. And then the second one is actually I'm blaming Gift Queen for this because she got me suspended because I called her. I did I did call her out of her name a, a few words. I don't know. I don't even know what she said. She said something. We were going back and forth about it, and I called her a slut or a skank or something like that, and they suspended me for that. So yeah, yeah. I didn't. But the thing is, is I didn't know I could get suspended because I have I have Twitter support blocked. I have Jack blocked. I have the actual Twitter account blocked. Twitter support is blocked. How did they how did they see my tweets? How is this happening? I don't like that. I blocked them for a reason. So they suspended you for saying the comment about Shaka Khan. And like I said, it didn't <laughs> I, I didn't get it. Like when I seen it, it was after the fact. And then I was like, what, what can we say? Like, what's going on? Hey man. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to love black women out loud. That's all I'm trying to do. They say they want to be publicly loved and supported. That's all I'm doing. And see, this is the thing with, with me. Okay, so today I seen the finally, and we knew this was going on. Everybody knows the busted challenge has been twen- trending for two, three weeks now. So somebody finally took it to Pornhub, a black woman, and did her what? thing. So I seen it and I'm like, okay, this person's not gonna get suspended. But Marcus gets suspended. Like it, it doesn't add up. All you said was strokes. Five best, five best strokes of your life. Yeah, and it's like somebody's doing. I don't know. I can't blame Joe Biden, but who knows with that one? So, speaking of Joe Biden, of course, more and more arrests are going on at the Capitol, as everybody knows. I seen a black person that was at the Capitol that got hemmed up, and they said out of everybody that was arrested. This nigga is not getting parole or he's not getting bond or bail. He's just sitting in jail. Whereas everybody else, you know, ankle monitors and house arrests and stuff like that. And um, somebody had tweeted out, I guess this nigga forgot he doesn't have the complexion for protection. And I was like, wow, you know what, my nigga, that's what you get. It, It happens. But yeah. So let me ask you this. Did you see the King Kong versus Godzilla trailer earlier today? I saw the preview for it uh, during the game. I was just like, I don't know how to, how, how do you make King Kong and Godzilla interesting? Because I've never been interested in Godzilla. Never been interested in King Kong because I'm pretty sure there's some subtle racism behind that. I just, I've never been into it. And I don't know why they keep trying to bring it back. Like, they're just going to keep shoving it down our throats. Like, nah, man, I'm good. The last Godzilla, the last two or three Godzillas have been so bad. And 
The CGI is terrible. I've never heard the old Godzilla soundtrack. I'm sure it has an anime reference to it, so I don't want to hear it. But... Oh, that Godzilla with Puff Daddy. Okay, yeah, that, that one was pretty cool. With a uh, come, come, what was it? Come with me by Puff Daddy. That that was pretty straight. The movie was terrible though. And um, <clears throat> so basically, it, it was people online that were like so hyped. It, I mean, I seen on Facebook, I seen on Twitter. Yeah, man, King Kong's gonna beat Godzilla's ass and all this. And I'm just like, I mean, because I have HBO Max, I I may watch it. I'm not 100 percent sure yet. But it's not something I'm interested in seeing. Um, that's like a background. That's a background movie. Like if it's on, like you'll you'll throw it on. That's like a TNT movie. If it's on. It's on TNT. Like yeah, just leave it on. Whatever. Wash the dishes. <laughs> chill out. That no one's paying attention to that movie. Like I just don't find it interesting. There's nothing interesting about Godzilla at all. Right. It's a big monster that comes around every decade or something and tears stuff up and then leaves it does billions of dollars of damage to fight some other big monster i don't know and then in this one i just i don't know it and like is a good guy like he's like on the human side is that how that how does he know yeah, like, sometimes he's a good guy but he doesn't yeah. try to be he's like an anti-hero that's what it is yeah he's, he's an anti-hero so and even with king kong like I don't know. I just I wasn't very hyped about it. If it comes out, I mean, if it's free, I I may look at it while I'm doing something. But I don't think I'd be too interested. And this is another movie that I feel like if it was definitely coming to the theaters, it would be a lot better because it looks like one of those action packed movies. But if it's just on HBO Max, I, I don't have any interest in seeing that. So you know, whatever. So um, anyway, let's move forward and go ahead. And I'm going to let you talk about WandaVision. I finally checked it out earlier today. And this isn't a spoiler alert. It's just my opinion. But the first episode definitely reminded me of Bewitched a little bit. Maybe even I Love Lucy with a little bit of I Dream of Genie. And I just was like, okay, this is extremely slow. So... I just decided to cut off HBO Max or I mean I'm plus I just said I'm not gonna watch anymore. You know, it's just it doesn't catch my attention. So what are your thoughts on that? Um, this being the first thing as far as with this new relationship between Disney and Marvel, them launching into this. How do you feel about the start and how do you feel about the show? Uh I kind of feel like this this isn't this wasn't the best start for Disney Plus as far as or not Disney Plus, but uh Marvel, the MCU going into TV. I know I was discussing with a couple people on Twitter about this. You know, everybody's just like, oh man, I can't wait for, you know, WandaVision and, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier because, you know, the MCU, they make great movies. So, of course, their TV shows are going to be great. I'm just like, movies and TV shows are totally different. There's some people that can make great TV shows that can't make great movies. And there's people that are vice versa that can make great TV shows, but the movies are trash. Like, there are two different things. You got to be able to tell your story in these small little segments and then make all the episodes tie together. And there's just a lot going on. And I just did, I didn't want to come into this automatically assuming that this was going to be a great TV show based on the movies. Cause they're not the movies. You know, they, they said that 
these TV shows were going to have MCU movie type budgets. And that's not what I'm seeing out of WandaVision at this point. Like as far as how it looks visually, and even with the the style of direction, I think it looks cool. Not cool, but you can tell what they're doing with the old school style of shooting and you know talking, laughs, tracks, uh, being in black and white. Some of the jokes, some of the special effects. It's they're paying homage to these old TV shows, but it's just like it's starting off very slow. I mean, you're coming off of um spider-man far from home so you kind of are expecting a little bit more action out of this and there's really not that i will say that uh i've watched all three episodes they put the first two episodes out the first day and after watching the third episode i i understand why they put those first two episodes out at the same time because if you had to watch that first episode and then wait a week and they get that second episode, I think you have a lot of people checking out like at that point. Oh, yeah. Because those first two episodes are kind of, they're, they're very slow. This third episode kind of picked it up a little bit more. But uh, like I'm trying to give it a chance. I'm not saying the show is bad. The, the criticism and complaints that I've heard about the show, I think are fair because I feel like I had them too. As far as like, you know, where where are they? What are they doing? How is how is Vision here? Who are these people? Why are these things happening? You know, so they're the I I I, kinda, I almost feel like uh, this show should have been put out in its entirety. Like just put every all nine episodes out at the same time, so you can just kind of go through it because it's it's not it's not doing that thing that uh like game of thrones did oh yeah or insecure did and it, it, it is different for streaming services because it comes on at midnight like uh friday morning midnight so you know you, certain people watch it at certain times like people don't really get to start talking about the show until monday so it's like yeah it's not even doing what the, the mandalorian did like the mandalorian people got to talking about that like really soon really quickly and Three episodes in, it's not on the level of the Mandalorian was three episodes in. So, mm-hmm. so like I said, I I didn't want to be that, and I the reason I said I didn't want to be that person that's just gonna be like, I'm not giving Marvel credit for something that they haven't shown that they can do well, because that just gives them a pass to just kind of be lazy, to just kind of just be like, oh, we can just do whatever and people will love it anyway. Like, no, prove to me that you can make a good TV show. I will watch any movie you put out. You put out a movie about a dog in space, you know, fighting the sun. I'm watching it because you can redo Howard the Duck and I'll give it a shot. Honestly, you've shown me that you can make great TV or great movies. You've shown me that, but you haven't shown me that you can make a great TV show. So I'm coming in this with high expectations and and you're going to have to prove something to me. And right now, I'm indifferent about it. And that's not where you want to be when it comes to your first streaming TV show that you've put a lot of money in and a lot of effort into. You don't want people to feel into You'd rather people hate your show than to just be like, oh, I don't care. It's it's there. I'll watch it whenever. Nah. 
Yeah, it just looks like something to do. And um, that's how I felt. I watched it a little earlier today, just on my own. I didn't know we were going to talk about it tonight. And I just left it saying, you know, this is something maybe I'll catch up on. Maybe I'll wait till a few more episodes come out and then just try to stream them together because I was looking for something that would hook me in. And the first episode didn't hook me in. I didn't know why whoever that woman was kept saying, stop playing, stop playing, stop playing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And those are the parts that kind of like, that kind of pulled me out. It's like, all right, something's happening, but it's just like, I have to go through 20 minutes of it just being a regular, it's literally just a TV show sitcom. And then I get like this little two to three minute window where it's like, all right, this isn't real. Something's happening. I don't know what is happening, but there's something weird going on. And then I have to watch the next episode. It's like 25 minutes of just regular TV sitcom show stuff. And then there's like a two minute window of like something happening. What is this? And then towards the end, there's a little bit of something else, but it's they're really small pockets. And if you're not really paying attention, you might miss it. Yeah, but I agree with you 100% as far as um, earlier when you said that Marvel has earned the right uh, as far as the movies to get the benefit of the doubt. With the TV shows, it remains to be seen, but I think I think when it gets into the meat and potatoes, I think yeah. that's when it'll finally be like, okay, shoot. So maybe halfway through the season, we can look back and say, you know what, that, that was actually some really thrilling TV work. So I look forward to it. I hope it happens for their sake because if this bombs, I really wouldn't be too interested in seeing uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier or, you know, I, I don't know, but. Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier can't do that. They need to come out, like, out the gate swinging. And to be honest, I, I was excited about WandaVision because it was like they don't really have a lot of like uh, Marvel characters like Wanda and Vision. Like obviously they've kind of like nerfed them down a little bit to where they're not as powerful as they were when they were first introduced. Oh yeah. But I, I thought they were gonna like take some chances and like try to be try to be like weird maybe more scientist science fictionist you know take some chances and it Right now, it doesn't seem like they're really doing that. But uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier look really interesting. It looks like there's a little bit more action, a little bit more to do, and it's set in the present time, whereas WandaVision, I don't know when this this show is taking place. I have no idea. It feels like right now, it feels like I'm in the 70s right now. So I don't know. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a show that I feel like I can get to it when I get to it. Like, Friday rolls around. If something happens, I'm just like, oh, I can't watch it. I'll watch it Saturday. And if I can't get it Saturday, I'll just wait till Sunday. So one time I waited till Monday. I'm just like, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it because people are indifferent about it. They're not super like they're not super lit up about the show. And that's that's not good news for, for Marvel. I'll tell you that. That's not what they want to hear. I definitely agree. So it was a couple of things just switching up really quick that happened this week that I feel are definitely important. So uh, if you're a black American, if you're black, period, the 
greatest baseball player to some and to a lot of us of all time, uh, or at least one of the all times great, Hank Aaron uh, passed away uh, earlier in this week. So I definitely want to give a shout out to him. I mean, I know, did you play baseball growing up? I played T-ball for like two weeks. Are the kids going to be kind of T-ball-ish or? Uh, my youngest one might. He can he can swing a bat pretty good, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask <laughs> how you know that, but okay. well, he's got a he's got a bat, the little t ball thing. He got one for uh, Christmas, so he's he's uh, he's definitely been in this room here swinging the bat and that ball going off of like every wall in here. So it's yeah, he he might be able to do that. He, could, he might be able to do that. Okay, so uh, definitely thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, so Rev Ron has decided to uh, show up tonight and stop by and grace us uh, with her presence. We were just talking about uh, Hank Aaron passing. Um, and we know with you being a Georgian, well, I guess you both kind of are. Um, what are your thoughts on Hank Aaron and his legacy? And, you know, he passed away. Yeah, I mean, it's sad. I've been to SunTrust. Well, it's true. It's now. Um, I've been to the ballpark a couple times. And so, like, his memorial is really cool. I make sure to stop by it every time I get a chance. Um, I think the biggest part of his legacy, outside of him just being, like, a phenomenal player um, and a person, was the way that um, non-Black – well, let, let me not just say non-Black people. The way that white people – have chosen to spin the narrative around Hank Aaron and say like, oh, he was a great man who didn't let racism get him down and this, that. And the third is like, nah, actually he like really resented y'all. And like <laughs> was very upset that y'all sent him, you know, thousands of hate mail and, you know, the Braves had to hire a secretary to sift through so much hate mail or how they had to like prematurely write an obituary for him um, in case he passed Babe Ruth's record one night because they feared that white people would be so upset that they would try to harm him or like, you know, those little like instances of racism that white people like to look over when, you know, black people die, same way they do with MLK. Mm -hmm. uh, and when they do with John Lewis, like they like to to ignore the the part that they played in like making these people's lives living hells. So I think if, if we can get anything out of out of Hank Aaron's legacy outside of him being a great man and a great player is the way that like racism has been pervasive in black people's life for so long. Um, it's been well-documented by both us and others. And still, you know, when we pass, people like to act like we were impervious to racism and never had an issue with it. And I feel like Hank Aaron can be case study number one of how like it really affected him. He left baseball a little disgruntled with the fans of the game. So. I feel like baseball is not really even like confronting that side of it, not even like they acknowledge that he went through racism, but they don't really talk about exactly the type of racism that he goes through as far as like, I'm sure like, obviously it was with the fans and just with the times back then. But was he, was he allowed to just come straight to the major leagues or did he have to play in the Negro league? He did play in the Negro leagues. Do they like, do they ever talk about the idea that, this guy who is arguably the greatest baseball player ever was denied the opportunity to play in the big leagues. Like they don't mention that kind of stuff. They don't I mention like just recently they said that they were going to at least start to count the stats from the Negro leagues, like within the last year or so. So boy, that's going to 
they ain't make the stats even better, but no, they, they don't. Doing that. They ain't doing that shit. <laughs> ain't no way they doing that because Jackie Robinson. Like we got a whole movie about Jackie Robinson and like racism. Even though it was depicted in the movie, it still was very like cookie cutter, like you know, hardcore inwards. Oh, it's like oh, he's seeing me sitting in the back of the bus, man. Right. <laughs> and as soon as he passed, they're like, "Oh, Jackie Robinson," you know. Such a great player. He brought class to the game. It's like you're not gonna talk about the opposing players on the bench calling them coon all night. Like yeah. gonna talk about and, the even, and even probably I, I'm willing to bet that he had to deal with racism in his own locker room. Right. You think, like, he had, you think all those players were cool with him? Absolutely not. So Man, like I think they show one instance in the movie early on when he made the big leagues where he had to deal with it. But to be honest, they do that in most of the movies. Like I was so pissed off watching Harriet because the, to me in the movie Harriet, and I hate to kind of switch gears, but kind of just staying on that topic, they made it seem like the biggest antagonist in the movie was a fictional black man that was hunting her down. But her master was, you know, so loving, nurturing, caring. You know, I don't really want to be a slave master, but I was taught this by my ancestors. <laughs> and they do that in all these movies, like, why well, they ever have to confront the like the reality of their racism and how it like how, how like y'all was your ancestors as much as you like to think you're far removed from racism your your ancestors was like clamoring to get outside and watch a lynch and like that was your your great aunties and uncles and them like they was really in that and you that don't was a get, right you don't get to ignore the the part that people that looked like you whether they be related to you or not you don't get to ignore the part that people that looked like you like the way y'all yeah. cost hell to everybody that that was black or brown or for, or for like, no reason for no for reason, no and, reason. It, and i was i was i watched uh speaking of what adolphus was saying like i, I saw the movie hidden figures the Taraji p henson movie with the, about the ladies that, that uh, worked with nasa and helped get a, a rocket to space like Kevin Costner's character, the the white man that was like, "Hey, you Negroes, you could use the white people bathroom too. You don't have to walk all the way across the street." That guy didn't exist. They just made him up for the story, the movie. That's right. not a real person. That didn't happen. Like they dealt with way worse racism than that movie depicted. But to sell that movie, you got to get white people to go see it, and the white people need that white man to save the day. Just like in Twelve Years a Slave, they needed Brad Pitt to come save the day you know so that's kind of the the past that they get when it comes to these types of movies and what I, I i what i like seeing now that i didn't see as a kid growing up all like as a kid growing up i thought all these racist events happened so long ago because all these pictures are like grainy they're in black and white and i'm just like man racism was so long ago i was you know young kid naive didn't know shit but it's just like man we're we're way beyond that because look how look how long ago this was these are in black these are black and white pictures we're living in color right now there's that happened long long time ago and now as i get older and i look at some of the dates of when these things occurred i'm like hold on a second like my grandparents were still alive when this stuff was happening and now as i get older i'm starting to see pictures of like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all these other historical figures in colored pictures. Pictures I've never seen. I saw a picture of MLK in a jean jacket. I, seen I, was, like, too. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, where did this picture come from? Like, I've never seen these pictures. And when you see the pictures in color, it almost it, it lets you know, like, hey, 
this didn't happen that long ago. Like I, I know John Lewis died uh, last year, but him and Martin Luther King are like the same age, right? Yeah. So he yeah. would. So That's if Martin, if and and then I, I love how they do with uh, MLK Day. They're just like, oh, Martin Luther King died on this day, so we remember him. No, he didn't die. He was murdered. He was murdered. His wife sued the government. <laughs> this is paperwork. Like, yo, maybe black people should kind of be equal, guys. Like, right? <laughs> you know, like it's it the thing. It's uh, so it's so frustrating. Like. The the girl, what's the girl's name? Ruby Ruby something. Ruby Bridges. Ruby Bridges, first black girl to get to go to like integrated school, right? You see these pictures, and there's just these white people, and there's specifically white women just mm-hmm. picketing, like just with these signs, they're so angry, they're yelling, like, you shouldn't be allowed to do this. Whatever, whatever, you're gonna ruin the school system. And then I, I recently saw a picture of, of Ruby, and she's like in her I think it, she's in her late sixties. Like, like so, so, so she's not. She's like my parents' age. And like, I look when I was a kid, I saw those pictures. And I'm like, oh, that's that was a while ago. Those people, dead and gone. That we're not thinking that way anymore. Those people are probably still alive somewhere. And if they're not still alive, their kids that were on that side are still alive. Like remembering that. And it's just like, you just you we, you just can't get over something that happened like a generation ago. You can't just expect me to get over something that happened to my grandparents because that's not that far removed. These things are still recent. These people are still alive, walking around. And you think you think those those ladies, those men out there that were protesting, literally protesting the idea that a black girl would dare go to a white school. That is what you're protesting. That's what you're mad about. To put it into perspective, and, and, and this is the first time I've ever thought of this this way. Martin Luther King was murdered 18 years before we were born, me and you. 18 years, 18, 19 years. He was 68. We're he both born about, in He was like 30-ish, maybe like 33-ish. Like he he wasn't up there in age. He was a, a very healthy 30, mid-30-year-old man who was, you know, murdered. Yeah. And like I said, 18, 19 years before we were born, this guy was murdered. But it's like when you see the pictures, like you say, you think of it as, oh, this shit happened 70, 80 years ago, 100 years ago now. No, it's not really that much. So. Pretty recent. I'm looking at what South Breeze just put in here about Hank Aaron. He won a National League batting title in 1956. My grandparents were like, you know, toddlers then. Like my grandparents were still born, were born, and they are still here. Like they're in their mid. I think my granddad will be 70 in a couple years. My grandma's like 66. So that's just like even more perspective of like Hank Aaron <coughs> batting titles where my grandparents were toddlers. And he passes away at 80 years old and white people are still like, we're just going to gloss over all the harm we caused to this, this person and just call him a legend. I mean, of course, and, and then we'll get into the whole not, not all white people argument. No, I mean, it's for all of y'all to face, whether you were you are actively participating or not. It's a part of your legacy. It's something that you can you should confront. And whether or not you were, you know, involved with it hands on or you just kind of watch from the sidelines and don't say anything to your friends when they come back from the insurrection. You are responsible and it's fine. <laughs> it's it's you help to fix it now, you know? So let's fix it. 
So definitely in speaking about racism, because I'm going to go forward to the other person in just a second that passed away this week, and I'm going to read something from Twitter from that happened. So anytime that we talk racism from here on out, I'm going to say this family member's name because it doesn't need to be forgotten. So my cousin, James Cheney, was murdered back in the 60s for trying to teach people in Mississippi, um, you know, how to vote and voter registration and things like that. So this is somebody, this will always be something that's personal to me because he was 1920, you know, going around the churches, trying to educate black people on how to vote. He was murdered. If you haven't seen it and you get the opportunity, uh, watch Mississippi burning and you'll definitely see him. So the next piece, of course, another icon, uh, Larry King passed away, uh, which is, I mean, I don't know what he passed up, but he was 90 years old. Um, and I just wanted to read something because this is the most disrespectful, backhanded thing that I feel like you can do if you're Piers Morgan. So <laughs> you figured out Larry King was a hero of mine until we fell out after I replaced him at CNN. And he said, my show was like watching your mother-in-law go over a cliff in your new Bentley. He married eight times, so a mother-in-law expert, but he was a brilliant broadcaster and a masterful TV interviewer. Like, <laughs> a nigga. He just died. Omari Hardwick. Remember when Chadwick Boseman died and Omari was like, yeah, I remember Chadwick saying I was up next. You know, he said I was I was the next king. And everybody was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> so, you, you niggas was not friends. <laughs> Or you see people, I think after Pop Smoke died, I think a lot of people started, or a lot of women started like, oh, he was in my DMs. Look at this picture. I wish I would have read it. Like, shut up, man. Like, I'm not actually, you know what? I'm not even mad at what Pierce Morgan did, man. That's his thing. Like, I don't, I don't, I I haven't followed him for a while, but like, I know how he gets down. Like, I'm not going to say I respect it, but I respect it. Like, that's what he does. Take a shot. What's Larry King gonna do? What's he gonna do to you? He ain't gonna do nothing. Ain't no one gonna touch Pierce Morgan. Said, get your shots off. Keep that South brand, Bree- keep the brand strong. South Bree said, talk about these niggas capping because they was not watching no Larry King live. And if I catch any of you niggas online saying y'all was watching Larry King live at, at 24 and 23, it was not. I'm gonna be honest. When I heard, I gotta be completely honest on here. When I heard Larry King pass and I saw this outpouring of love. I was like, yo, wasn't he a racist? And that was because I was getting him confused with Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> I cannot act like I was a huge Larry King fan. But once I got that cleared up, yes, it was incredibly, it, it was incredibly sad. He was a great journalist. But I ain't gonna lie, I thought that was Bill O'Reilly, and I was very confused about y'all's support. <laughs> it's like you white, you Ben Affleck. Like, I don't like <laughs> I, 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 I I get it. Like, I feel like if you're of a certain age. Larry King means something to you. I just feel like the people that I follow and that I interact with, Larry King don't mean much. Don't mean much of anything to you. Like I think I remember Larry King from a Lil Wayne interview. Maybe. And I'm, I'm still not here to that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. I, I can't like point out like, oh, well, this is my favorite Larry King moment. The uh, you know soundbite. Like, I've never watched an episode of his show, like, ever. Like, I've never been like, oh, Larry King's on. Let me go tune in. Like, I'm not doing that. And I feel like a lot of people are uh, – We're a lot of people are doing the thing where somebody dies and they just have to say the thing 
that gets the most retweets and likes. Like, how can I be, how can I put on the biggest show of emotion? I am the most saddest about this 86 year old man dying. Like he's 86. Like he's had a good life. A full life. He was a great journalist. Full life. Like, uh, a full maturation of his career. I think he was, okay. I mean, it's always sad when somebody passes away. Obviously, yes. It I'm is sad. So, I'm, I think that I have grown to be like, you know, if you lived a full life and you you saw, you know, everything there was to see at 86, 90 plus, like, congratulations, you get to get out of this hellhole. Honestly. I feel like I feel like people aren't like seeing Larry King die to be like, oh, he has so much left to give. He was almost there. He was just he was just getting started. You know what I'm saying? This isn't this isn't Kobe Bryant. You know, this isn't Kobe Bryant dying in his 40s, where it's like he's just now venturing off into like writing books, doing TV shows, movies, stuff like that. This is a Chadwick Bozeman who was on the way to doing great things in movies and television. This isn't, you know, Pop Smoke who's up and coming. You know, this isn't Mac Miller, same type of deal. This is an 86-year-old guy who what Anybody that's listening to this podcast, what has Larry King Jr. been doing for the last five years? Has he been on TV? His show's been off for like seven Long years. Time. Does he have seven, a podcast? Is he, on the, is, he on, is he on the radio? Like, where? Wh- what has he been doing the last five years? Because I don't know. So the fact that, like, he died is like, it's sad that he died. My condolences. But, like, let's be honest. No one's been checking for Larry King. Also, people tried to turn this into a, like a COVID conspiracy. Oh, we got the back <laughs> right afterwards. I'm like, y'all, he was old. <laughs> he literally could have had a popsicle and died afterwards. Like, I, first of all, and this is going into a slightly different conversation, so I'll try to keep it brief. The COVID vaccine is two doses. And so the first one makes you like 50%, you know, it's 50% effective and you need to get the second one to start reaching like 95 plus. So let's say he did pass away from COVID after getting the first dose. I mean, he, you know, like, it could happen. <laughs> it it's only has 50% efficacy from there. So, like, if you're using Larry King's passing as an excuse to not go get the vaccine, you wasn't going to get it anyway. That's fine. Just don't come to my barbecue. Because when the rest of us niggas is outside and you still got to worry about the heebie-jeebies, I don't want you around me. No. And it's just like, like it, it can't be both. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be one of those people who's like, I'm not taking the vaccine, but I'm also not wearing my mask and I'm also not staying six feet apart. Like you got to pick one. It can't be, you can be like, yo, I'll feel comfortable taking this vaccine. You know, doctors in the medical field, there's a history of them, especially for black people. There's a history of them like mistreating us, misdiagnosing us, like fucking black women. Like for, for a black woman to have a baby, it's like the most riskiest thing you can do in your life. And then white women are having nine children, you know, in their 40s and it doesn't matter. So, hey, as a black person, I don't feel comfortable taking this vaccine. It seems too new and I don't trust the medical field right now. So I'm just going to continue to social distance, wear my mask, isolate and be safe. That's fine. Cool. Or you can be someone who's just like, hey, I'm going to take this vaccine, see what happens, go about my life. You can't be like, I'm not taking this vaccine and I'm not wearing my mask because now you're just stupid. Now you're just putting everybody else at risk. I pick one. You're just mulatto at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Big lotto. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, but he won't. Okay. Sorry. I don't know if you guys talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll yeah, for me at this point, if you're 86 years old, it, it's everything's gonna be natural causes unless you got shot. So and you're shooting yeah. that 86 year old. You're an awful person if you shot that 86 year old. Hey man, I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm sure there's some there's some beef going on in the nursing homes because if, if you look at the statistics of nursing homes, oh, STDs yeah, are running rampant oh, in, in nursing homes. So you know if Ethel. Got that good thing, and she got you burning right now. You might want to go see. Let's stop right here. That's why you, you guys. <laughs> okay. This is it, right? So, here. definitely, I, I want to say really quick if you're running wild or if you're staying mild, like some people, if you're smoking black and miles, hey. just to let y'all know, make sure you check us out on YouTube. We're now on the Spotify. So, uh, check us out on, on all types of streaming services. We're here. Of course, we're still on SoundCloud, we're still on Apple. Uh, so running wild, making childs, and you know, or black and wild, whatever it is you want. With a podcast for the people, but uh, I did not know that fact about old folks' homes and STDs. That is that that's a little more than what I think I needed to hear <laughs> over my bowl of Cheerios later. Uh, yeah, that's how I'm gonna determine where I spend my my last days. Like I need to still like hey. Are y'all burning over here? Y'all giving out condoms or what's going on over here? Like, I, I want to be safe. You know what I'm saying? Like, protect yourself respectfully. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to have my eyes burning during the squirt off at lunchtime. Oh, come on. So I'm going to we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. One last small topic. The big three, the new big three, the sixth big three, uh, Teamed up, played a few games together, lost back-to-back games to Cleveland. Mm. Colin Sexton all of a sudden is now – some people think that he's better than freaking, you know, De'Aaron Fox. What's your thoughts on the um, on the new big three? I'll start with you, Marcus. Uh, I think it's still – I think it's still too early. I think people are going to – they're doing the thing that they do because we live in a 24-7 – sports media cycle where everything means something after every game after every game that means something and those games right now these games don't really mean that much like it's early these teams like this uh kevin durant and, and james harden obviously have chemistry from playing before but kyrie james harden don't have that same chemistry they haven't really probably had a lot of practices kyrie hasn't been to work in a few weeks so it's like you know they still got to figure some things out. If it's like at the the all-star break and things aren't really meshing the way that we would like them to, I could see people like, you know, having some real questions. But I feel like the questions that we had about the Nets before James Harden got there are still there. Like Kyrie Irving is, is a pretty – he's a high-volume shooter. He needs the ball in his hands to really do anything. He's not good on defense. Kevin Durant's not bad on defense, but he's not great. James Harden is okay on defense, but he also kind of dominates the ball too. So it's just like those are probably still going to be some of the same issues. Uh, I think if 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 I was to coach, or not even if I was to coach, if I was doing this on NBA 2K, I'm I'm putting Kyrie on the bench, and Kyrie's my sixth man. He's coming off the bench and he's putting up 25 a game. Like when you're when you're on the floor. I'm running all you got all the plays, but I feel like James Harden and Kevin Durant, 
on the court together, I think that works. I think they I think that works better than Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Yeah, I gotta agree. It's um way too early. I mean, um uh, the point about Kyrie and where he fits into the offense, uh, I agree. I wouldn't I'm not saying I, he would never touch the court with KD, he would never touch the court with James Harden, but I don't know that I'd have all three of them on the court at one time. Kyrie would be my like, you know, second unit. He'd be, you know, an elevated uh Lou Will. Um kind of running that second that second unit coming off the bench. So he may catch the tail end of some some heavy James Harden minutes or the, the tail end of some heavy KD minutes, but he would really be the focal point of a second unit. Um they still have that that issue of nobody plays defense. Like absolutely nobody plays defense, so you can blow past them. You can and be. They got rid of. They got rid of uh, um, Jared Allen. I think his name is the the young center. They got rid of yeah. him. He was their best defender. So you could be a Colin Sexton and go out and, and explode for forty plus. Because who gonna stop you? Like people like to say, like, oh, DeAndre Jordan isn't what he used to be. And I'm I'm here to tell you, after watching DeAndre Jordan for you know uh, being a devoted Clippers fan for four to five years, DeAndre Jordan got a lot of shielding from being around Blake Griffin and Chris Paul. Like I don't know what you guys thought DeAndre Jordan was before ending up in Brooklyn, but he he wasn't all that. So if you're expecting your defensive production to come from DeAndre, an aged DeAndre Jordan, you're not gonna get it. So, you know, that's up to Steve Nash and whatever he's doing in his, his first year as a head coach to figure out what that defense looks like um, and then figure out how to u- utilize Kyrie Irving. But on the issue of what the big three looks like and if it's, you know, after those back-to-back losses to Cleveland, blah, 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 I, it's way too early. They still have a lot of kinks to figure out. You can have three of the greatest player, players in basketball, but if they don't know how to play together, then that don't mean nothing. So it takes a minute to get that rhythm. Um, I think they'll get it. I don't think they'll get in the next two weeks, but I think it'll start to come together toward playoff time. So, All right. So uh, just my quick opinion on it. I mean, I was a little shocked, but I honestly didn't know that Cleveland was actually playing pretty good basketball anyway. So, you know, that was my bad for, you know, not paying attention to Cleveland at all because Marcus said they're terrible as a city, a franchise, and a motherfucking staff. So – We'll go ahead and go to Song of the Week. Ooh, I went with today with me. It's going to be this new Wale. Uh, I'm a big Wale fan. Have been since probably 08, 09. Good Vibes or Zah. Um, it's just a cool-ass song. I, I like it. Like, I've heard it. I'm really liking I, I think I mentioned this last week. Like, I have really told myself, that I'm just going to start exploring new songs, the hot tracks of the week. And I felt like that was a great freaking song. Like I am just amazed at the quality of it. Uh, Wale can be a little up and down on albums. I think I'm still on this mixtape Wale stuff, but I mean, he's a great artist. So that's, that's my song of the week. It's one more song real quick. I'm going to come back to that. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This sunshine, the light, Fat Joe, DJ Khaled, and Amorpheus or some shit. Like, I was like, what are you niggas doing? Like, this song was, it was just bad, but. I don't I don't, it's 2021. I don't know what made me click on a Fat Joe song. Maybe I have COVID. I have no. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Marcus. (laughs) Okay. Uh, my song of the week is from uh, Rich the Kid. It's called Nasty, and it's featuring Ruby Rose, Flo Millie, and Mulatto. And I, the reason I, I picked this song 
mostly to uh, talk about uh, Flo Millie because, like, I, I don't really like Rich the Kid. The song isn't really that great. <clears throat> but uh, I wanted to talk about, like, Flo Millie and what she's doing right now. Like, she she put out a single, like, a few weeks ago called Ro- Roaring Twenties. I feel like a lot of people didn't talk about it. And when I listened to it, uh, I was like, okay, so this is why people aren't talking about it because the production on it wasn't that great. Uh, she is, is produced by Kenny Beats. And I just, uh, I'm not saying Flo Millie's dropping the bag right now, but I just, I remember when her album or her mixtape first came out, a lot of verified artists were tweeting about it, like saying like, hey, check out Flo Millie, check out this project, it's really dope, check it out. And she was getting a lot of attention. And now your follow-up single to that is a Roaring Twenty song that, I don't know, like, I felt like if you're going to have that, if you're going to have a song like that, that's talking about, you know, like, if I was a rich bitch, like, that's part of the chorus. How do you not sample uh, If I Was a Rich Girl by No Doubt? Like, how do you not go from that sample and put that into your song? Or if you can't afford that, there's this there's this woman on Instagram who does these skits talking about she's a rich bitch. And, she, you know, she calls her husband Frederick and she bosses him around the house. Have them do something, incorporate that into your song and put that out. But they didn't do any of that. And I just feel like, you know, Flo Millie is obviously a second tier rapper right now because she's still new. But when you're on a song with someone like Ruby Rose and Mulatto, you kind of need to do something to stand out. And with the momentum Flo Millie had, she didn't really stand out too much. Like the song's not bad. Neither of these songs are bad. But she's not really capitalizing on the momentum that she had at the beginning. And I don't know if it's, you know, because, you know, we can't go outside, we can't go to clubs, people can't go on tour. I don't know what it is, but I don't like it because I'm a fan of Flo Millie and I want her to get into that top tier. You know, the tier with like Nikki, Megan, Rhapsody, Cardi, all that stuff. So that's I'm 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 not selling stock. I'm just a little bit nervous. And South Breeze couldn't be with us tonight for some weird reason. Maybe he has COVID too. But his favorite song or his song of the week is going to be Motion Sickness by Nick Caution. Just to let everybody know. It's probably something that has to do with selling cocaine, whatever it is. (laughs) I do not have have COVID. And it has nothing to do with selling cocaine. Thank you for joining us. He does have a song in there where the first like line talks about him uh, beating off before going to smash a woman because it makes him last longer. So I respect him keeping it real. I respect that. I think some God Christian man. So I'm out. No, I, I every day, every time I hear about the weird things that men do before they go and meet women, I am more and more disgusted with you. All. <laughs> You've never heard of that before? Like that is a, that's yeah. an actual thing. No. I have, and it's just like, what? <laughs> it's science, like, I don't know. It happens like yeah, that. Some people believe it makes them calmer. I, I heard of that with um, that Something About Mary movie, which is like one of my favorite comedies of all time, uh, when he was doing his thing, and then he got it on his ear, and she put it in her hair. It was hilarious. But um, thank you, South Breeze, for joining in with us. Uh, Mrs. Yellowbone on the phone. Do you have a, uh, a favorite? That's my song, song of the week. Uh, Danny Lay, Yellowbone. 
Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But Queen, <laughs> that song is so bad. People were like, oh my gosh, it's colorist. I'm like, yeah, yeah, probably it is. But it's bad. First and foremost, it is awful. Who is that? Who is she? Danny Lay, um, she has the song that I like by her. Um, it's called Easy, and it was featuring Chris Brown, which is the first time I had heard it. Um, but I think outside of, you know, generally subpar songs, she's known as the baby's girlfriend. Or ah, okay. Gotcha. Because I was like, why are people talking about her so I've never heard of this woman before. So when I took a break, took a break from uh, Yellowbone, I was listening to, and Marcus brought this artist up last week or the week before. I said her name wrong. So sorry. Her name is pronounced Azion. Um, but she has a new EP out called The Interlude, and the first song on it is called My World, and it's really good. So you spell it A-S-I-A-H-N, Azion. Um, and so check that out. It just came out at the top. Well, we're still in the top of the year. So it just came out this month. Um, and I enjoy it. So yeah, um, Apple Music does this thing like Spotify. When you're done with a particular album or a playlist, it'll just start playing the associated music. And so it popped up through there. So. I'm looking for this yellow bone and spelling it in multiple ways. I do not see the song. When Apple I don't think she released it as a single. So what happened was she released like a snippet of it, of her like, you know, being cute and dancing around the room. Um, and it was just bad. It was like, it was, it was offbeat. Um, like her rap voice, her rap verse, and it was in a weird tone of voice. And then the subject matter was just her being like, you know, I'm yellow bone, and that's what all that's what this guy, you know, likes is me being light skinned. And it's like, well, first of all, you can't be yellow bone because you're not black. Like she she just she keeps saying, Well, I'm Dominican. And it's like, yeah, but you can be a white Dominican. And this like somebody's like, these are your parents, and her parents are white Dominican people. And then she had just posted her ancestor result ancestry results like in the summer last year. Yikes. To prove that she was not black. So it's like you proved to us you weren't black in June. You showed us your parents who are both white Hispanics. And now today you are, because you're dating the baby, you are now a bad yellow bone. And that's what he like. It's like, come on, baby girl, you gotta figure it out. Like, and the Pick song is bad. <laughs> So speaking of what we like, um, and this is just wrapping it up. Shout out to Chloe from whatever, uh, Chloe X Haley, Haley X Chloe, however they do it. I, I don't care. I've heard a few of their songs. I heard the album. It's Chloe and Halle. Cl um, Chloe and Halle. Yeah. Halle's the new, the new Ariel was the live action uh Little Mermaid comes out. She is our, is that our the one that was doing the busted challenge. No, no, no. That's that's the one. She's beautiful. Um, I see you, the nasty one. But Chloe, Chloe. got hang on her, okay? <laughs> I, you know, I people were hyping it up. I clicked on it early. I was like, oh my God, like this is why this challenge was created. Thank you for blessing us with that because. She, she, you knocked me off of my feet now, baby. I was like, holy smokes, you know what I'm saying? So, shout out to you, Chloe. I don't know your last name. I'm gonna definitely check out the album this week, damn it, because you you earned it with that. I'm, I'm gonna check out the album. I might buy a t shirt, a cup, a lanyard, the hats, whatever it may be. I might even buy a toupee that says Chloe on the back. You are baby girl. This this busted challenge needs to continue for the rest of the year. Like, just keep doing it. Do it again. Every if you've done it already, do it again. 
we would appreciate it. I don't even know who sings the song that's related to it, but I know uh, it is Erica Banks. <laughs> Erica Banks. Okay, so I'm, I'm shout out to you, Erica Banks, because I know you're getting a lot of streams for this. Shout out to Nelly for so. actually having the verse. I mean, it it is it's it's a nice challenge. I like. I, it. I hope she's getting streams for this. And it, well, and this is a different conversation for another day. But like, I know TikTok they did a, a deal with artists that if their if their song gets streamed on TikTok you actually get paid for that as if it was on a streaming service. Now, I don't know if that's the case on Twitter or not. Like, I don't know, like if your song is played, gets played a million times on Twitter, are you getting paid for that? I don't think so, but shout out to Chloe. I loved it. That was the best one I've seen. I hope you do it again. Uh, I'd like to know, is your mom on Instagram respectfully? Like, I don't know what her mom looks like, but if she's on Instagram, I would like to follow her too. Cause I'm sure those jeans are, are, are still good. I'm sure the milk has not gone bad, so respectfully. It's suspended on Respectfully, Twitter. respectfully, I'm going to try to find her mom on Instagram. So I know I know Rev's gotta go, but right now no. it is 38 to 21. Oh Kansas yeah. City. Kansas City is up, and there's three minutes and 37 seconds left in the fourth quarter. So it looks like unless an act of God happens, we're gonna have a Kansas City Tampa Bay Super Bowl. So are too 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 early over like overreaction quick picks who you taking who do you got kansas city patrick mahomes the new young gun the new hot thing or tampa bay with the old crusty six-time super bowl champion tom brady pick a side all right let me tell you what i think happens i'll give like a, a quick breakdown i think kansas city comes out slinging i think they they jump to an early lead you know Tampa Bay doesn't know what to do with young Pat Mahomes. He's just out there slinging that thing. Halftime comes and Tom Brady uh, kicks in, and not and not Tom Brady just being you know the greatest quarterback. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Tom Brady. You know, starts to catch it up, and also the Tampa Bay Bucks defense kicks in because what Kansas City does not have is a is a defense that can sustain an entire game. And as South Breeze mentioned. Tampa Bay is at home. They're comfortable. They've seen this field before. So I think Kansas City jumps out to an early lead. Halftime comes. Some t- the weekend performs and throws them off balance like he'll do the rest of us. And then, you know, we ultimately see Tom Brady win a super- his last Super Bowl. He retires in the sunset. That's what I think. I'm curious to see how, how like, actually being able to sleep in your own home, like, the week of the Super Bowl is going to affect the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady is going to have a, a pretty good game in the Super Bowl. I think he's going to show that he's still got it, that he's able to play in this league still, and that he's, you know, he's still one of the more accurate quarterbacks. He's a great leader. Um, very, you know, he's had a great career. And I think he's going to put on a pretty pretty decent showing on in the Super Bowl. And the Chiefs are going to win 48 to 10. Whoa, that's not where the, the target I agree with Rev here. Um, I kind of feel like it will be close. I think it'll be 32 to 28, two minutes left. Tom Brady drives down the field and rides off to the sunset. 35-32 Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. So that's my prediction. Like I said, once again, y'all, please like, support, share. Follow us on the Twitter sphere. Uh, check us out on sh- 
Damn, I was about to say Shopify. I'm tripping. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Showtime. God damn it! You know what? I don't understand why Trump is is just or forty five is banned from Shopify, and that just threw me off. It, that was a random throw. So check us out on Spotify. Um, check us out on the YouTube. Check us out on Apple Music, well Apple Podcast Network, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your. Uh, podcast. We definitely appreciate you for coming on short notice, Miss Yellowbone. Um, always appreciate the love. Wakanda forever. Any last shout outs, closing shout outs for you guys? Um, shout out to my good friend, Kevin. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Pastor, I think, underscore, Pastor Kevy underscore Kev. Um, he has a podcast called Preach Kev Preach, where he it's, you know, weekly um, when they break down sports pretty in-depth so take a look at that he considers himself the prophet and i'm i gotta be honest i hate you know making him feel good about himself but he's usually right so check out preach can preach on uh apple Podcasts. i just i just went to uh chloe and Haley's uh instagram page and i scrolled through every picture just now their mom is not on instagram so i'm very disappointed in that so hopefully we can try to make something work here I did follow Chloe on Instagram. I didn't realize I wasn't doing that, but now I, I am doing that. Her Instagram this week. They used to they would share an Instagram. She just started it. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I appreciate that. I'm glad. I'm. I. I. I hope they stay together, making music together for a very long time because the music they made together, awesome. Ungodly Hour, great album. Honestly, like I feel like it was underrated. I feel like it didn't get talked about, talked about enough. And it probably should have been nominated for a Grammy this year. So I hope they continue to do that. I hope they stay together. But when it comes to Instagram, I I respect what, what ha- Hallie's doing. She's got those Disney obligations. So I understand that she can only do so much. And I get the, she's got a different vibe. You know, it's two sides of a different coin. Like some, some of them like to, you know, some people like to throw it on Instagram. Some people like to give you the soft, you know, I'm sitting on my couch with my candles lit. I'm, I'm, I got my my uh my stones, my crystals. I got you know the little bowl that you get, and you get the little uh, steel thing, and you do it around, and you, you get your chakras, get the uh, aroma right. I get that. You gotta have two sides, and I understand that. But there's just one side that I prefer to see on Instagram. Like if you go to my uh, <laughs> discovery page on Instagram, it's a lot of the same things, and I'm I'm honestly embarrassed about it. <laughs> I'm not proud of it because it's like, why are they showing me all these things? And then I realize it's based off of the stuff that I look at and like. So it's like, it's all me. That's my fault. My, my bad, guys. So, but anyways, thank you for joining us on such short notice. Uh, go ahead and uh, close this out there, Mr. Savage. Yeah, sorry about that. Somebody's getting an ass whipping up. <laughs> so they can shut it they are it's screaming i don't know what's going on but anyway thank y'all as always we're kcfd avenue and we're out oh my god